Warning. This episode contains spoilers for all aired episodes of HBO's Game of Thrones, as well as spoilers for all published books in the Song of Ice and Fire series. But he wasn't all like, I deserve the throne, the throne's mine! He was like, like Danny last season. <laughs> You're listening to the podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 104 for the week of April 14th, 2013. Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast uh, where we talk about uh, A Song of Ice and Fire, occasionally Game of Thrones. This week it happens to be Game of Thrones. Walk of Parchment. As always, this is Ashley. This is Amin. And this is Kyle. All right, guys. Here we are, episode three. Gosh, we're we're, we're all the way into this season already. It's almost over. No, <laughs> but um, so uh, let's kick things right off. Let's start with uh, the title sequence this week. Uh, this week we get a new place. We get River Run. Well, don't we want to give some lemon cake scores right off the bat, though? Just to oh my god, that. let's back it up. I'm getting ahead of myself. You're, you're skipping your mortal enemy there, Kyle. Oh, god. <laughs> I hate lemon cakes. I'll start us right. off uh, with. Uh, I, I say I gave it 4.5 out of 5 lemon cakes. It was my favorite uh, episode of this season so far and really enjoyed it. There was one or two quibbles, but I'm looking forward to, to more. I gave it a 4.75. <laughs> pretty Ooh. much the same as mean. It, it was pretty damn good, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll give it a... I'll stay with Amina. mean, you gave it a 4, right? I gave it a 4.5, yeah. actually. Oh, well. Uh, but you, 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 know, you, you're always, you, you always give low scores even though you like it. Like, it's yes, different, exactly. Different personal scores. I will continue yeah. to do so this yeah. Continue to undercut us. Um, I will give a 4 um, because I loved it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All lemon cakes are not equal, right? These are different types of lemon cakes. So. Exactly. I despise <laughs> lemon Kyle's cakes. Kyle's lemon cakes have a larger struggle. <laughs> They're working against this prejudice. You need, you need to drink something to help wash them down. All right, I've got some uh, some vodka right here. Um, yeah, okay. I, I I agree. I think it was my favorite episode of the season so far, and uh, a lot of really good stuff. So, cool. yeah. All right, so now that that's out of the way, where was I? Where was I messing up? Oh, yes, talking the title about River sequence. Run, right? <laughs> so, um, so we're at the title sequence, and we get a new place, which I don't think we've seen before. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we get River Run. Yes. Yeah. That's new. Yeah. All right. Look cool. Cool thing and everything. And then, um, and then right through that, we go into the funeral scene, Hoster Tully's funeral scene at River Run with Rob and Cat and everything. Um, so uh, I loved it. I, I thought this scene was great. It was straight out of the book. Edmure messing up, not being able to shoot the boat with the arrows, the blackfish stepping in. Um, no qualms. Loved this scene. That that wasn't straight from the books. <laughs> Did you say it wasn't straight from the books? <laughs> no. Well, I thought it was straight from the books, except he was a bit of a douche. Like, I mean, I got I to double check how he did it in the the books, but he was a little bit excessive. But it, make, it makes sense because he was mad in mm. relation to what's coming up. But I thought it was an, a great scene because one of, it, it was one of several scenes that said a lot without actually saying anything. Correct. So, there was no dialogue yeah. in it, which is beautiful. But yeah. Ashley, what, what, what was different? What was dropped well, the, the knowledge bomb? didn't do it. Edmir got it on the third try. Are you sure about that? Yeah, sure about that? Yeah, I got to double-check that. I thought he, he eventually comes and takes over and does it. He's just not such a douche about it. Because like, he kind of like shoved them and roughed them up there. <laughs> like what he was. Now I am pondering. All right. To Tower of the Hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it was how I remembered it. Or yeah. perhaps the book is, I mean, the show is twisting my memory. What did you guys think about the Tully armor? I thought it was cool. Yeah, I like the blackfish. Yeah, it was. I'm it suddenly was... developing an attraction towards that man. It's not right. <laughs> In that armor, well, yeah, the, that fish scale armor I thought was stunning. Uh, it was amazing. It just—they looked like fish. It was great. It was fantastic. Well, I just, um, everything looked good this episode. I don't know if they were outside a lot, but it was so crisp and like it was just so high quality uh, shots the whole episode. You yeah. felt like you were there. Um, do you so so? I, I've made this uh, public before that I love, like, Beric Dondarrion and the Blackfish are, like, two of my favorite characters here. And I think a lot of people were upset 
about the Blackfish not being introduced when he was in the books, mm. um, in the show. But I got to say that this introduction to Blackfish, I thought was such a badass <laughs> drop the mic moment yeah. that I kind of forgave that he wasn't around last season. I was like, yeah, it's good to have my boy back. Um, I thought it was that cool of a moment. Well, yeah, like, I mean, it would, it, it, it's nice that he's in the series. Doesn't, I'm not too mad or annoyed that he came late. At least he's here, right? If he wasn't here, we'd be annoyed. Yeah. So I'm now right. I just keep looking at that chapter. I'm trying to see if that, <laughs> who shot the arrow here. You, yeah, no, I'm me looking up. it up, too. Yeah, and so am I. So as we're looking that up, let's continue <laughs> to chat with, uh, we follow Rob um, and the Blackfish into a discussion with Edmure about um, the battle with the mountain that Edmure wasn't <laughs> supposed to win. Um <laughs> So, this was uh, this was changed up a little bit because I believe in the books Rob actually specifically sent Edmure to this, thinking that he would buckle mm. under the battle. Whereas in this instance, Edmure's just kind of he's sort of positioned there and perhaps makes this battle happen on his own accord. Yeah, and, and, I mean, like, in, in the books because because they it were was around Tywin, earlier, wasn't it in the books? Yeah, it was more cru- it was more crucial of a mistake because it delayed Ty- Tywin from going. To the west, and it would allow Stannis to take King's Landing. This is not like a crucial battle to that sense, but it does. It's a waste of forces. That's why they're mad, and it and it makes it shows the same mistake on Edmure's size. Although in the books, I kind of blame Rob ultimately for not, you know, properly informing him or dealing with it. It's ultimately Rob's fault. Whereas the, here, maybe it's more Edmure's yeah, fault, but at least it's not as it's not it's not as crucial to the war. But it shows that he's not good militarily. Well, it's not so much the the loss of forces that Rob has met. It's the whole loss of not being not being able to trap and kill the mountain and his yeah. men. Um, yeah, but obviously. I mean, even even if he did that, he's still in a bad position in the war. So, <laughs> so it's not like, oh my God, now the Starks are going to win because we killed the mountain. He's just, yeah. But uh, but it shows a blunder on Edmure's part. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it also shows, and I haven't heard much people talk about this, is the Blackfish is. Uh, how loyal and how uh, good a soldier the Blackfish is, because yeah. he's just like he's not your nephew. He's your he's your king. Listen to what this guy says. He's the one. He's the one leading us. When when, when the Blackfish is just yeah. so much damn older, obviously older than Rob, and mm. uh, just a good soldier. Yeah, I always liked that relationship with them. But when I was watching, I was thinking, like you're you're criticizing Edmure here, but where the hell were you? Like you weren't with Edmure, you weren't with Rob, you weren't in the Erie with the Aaron. So I, I thought maybe he was in Essos or something, <laughs> and then he got recalled. <laughs> he got called back to help. They needed his help, so they sent a raven. <laughs> so, so what do we think in the show? Yeah. That it sounds like uh, this is going to lead us into the next scene between Catalan and Blackfish. But it sounds like the Blackfish's absence is explained that he was by his brother's side mm. while he was dying. So he was been he's been a river run the whole time. I guess so. He let Edmure was out riding around, and he was sitting in River Run. I guess that that's what it's supposed to mean. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Bah. Like you should like. This is more important. Family due to honor. Your living family is more important here. <laughs> they could have used you in a couple battles. Like yeah, well, family okay. duty honor. He yeah, misses family three comes arrows in the book, and then Rendon takes his shot. Aha! Because yeah, I, I, I even remember like in the fo- like even one of the old. Well, Covers or something. It shows the guy like going in the water. So, like the Blackfish was involved there. It wasn't just maybe the it's because it wasn't such an asshole move in the book yeah, that it, it didn't come off that way to me. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, what did he do in the book? Oh, Edmure, I'm so sorry you missed those three arrows. Let me pull. Oh, he kind of like gives him like a oh, full. Like, she understood he was in grief. Yeah, exactly. And, this is this is his father that just died, right? And uh, like he didn't like shove him across and then didn't shoot it and then throw the bow in his face. Like it was a bit overdone. That being said, it doesn't matter. Like that the, the, the their relationship is still good. I think it'll be it'll oh, be fine. Yeah, I didn't think that was overdone. I thought it was badass, which fits his character. <laughs> <laughs> awesome um i like that we can double check our info here yeah shocking well, it only took me like it. seven minutes well actually it was like just woke up like a minute ago so you can't blame her for <laughs> yeah. i was only asleep for about an hour so she was dreaming of the blackfish so <laughs> so uh anything else to say about the blackfish catlin scene uh we still have the hope that rickon and bran uh, and bran are alive mm. Um, Just that I'm not supposed to be getting Victoron vibes from the Blackfish. I'm not <laughs> sure how to make of this. Well, what, do you think the Blackfish is gay then in, in the show? Because it, it seems like they maybe would have. Uh, I'm surprised lied. they really sidestepped that yeah. comment. Because he doesn't so I don't remember know. why he's the Blackfish. You think he'd remember if it had to deal with like the marriage? Uh, I didn't think. Uh, I didn't think anything touched upon. Any of that well, theory no, or whatnot? Exactly. They, they sidestepped they the side-stepped comments okay. that led us to suspect it. Hmm. 
about the whole not getting married. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh well. It's fine. I mean, they don't have to take a, a, a stance either way. Like it just leaves it ambiguous, which is fine. Yeah, uh, yeah but, but it's it's kind of nice to see like super badass and also be like, yeah, he's gay. Well, we don't know that. Well. Well, it's open enough for interpretation. They could have done it, but but it's fine. Like it doesn't doesn't matter because we don't know it for sure. It's, it's not it's annoyed not at what they did to Renly's character. I'm I'm still annoyed by that. Mm. How dare they make him gay? Well, no, no, it means like, no they changed <laughs> his character. Like they made they made him like stereotype. Yeah, I guess so. Like he wasn't the Renly that was in the books, but at least Loris is still there. Loris is an interesting character right now. So he's a badass. By the way, in, in that original scene, there's like there's a short clip of like some third like lady, like it looks like Caitlyn's sister or something. I was like, oh that, yeah, that's a third Tully or something. Who's that? Like they might show that later. Like a redhead. Yeah, I think background <laughs> casting. They were just like, you know, we need redheads. You know, here's it's your a example. cousin or something. Uh, Michelle Fairley. It's like get people that kind of look like her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I got nothing to add to the scene. Oh, except for uh, we actually get to see River run in the background during yeah. the funeral scene, which is easily missed. Yeah, I only saw that in the second uh, viewing, but it was cool because they have yeah. a lot. Of, they have a lot of things in the background in this episode that you have to pay attention to. Yeah, which is All good. Right. I like that they're putting that depth there. Cool. So let's keep on trucking. Uh, yeah. Next, we get to the Tywin and the small council scene. Mm. Uh, so let's focus on this. Is enough to talk about in this one? We can focus on this. Yeah. Um. This seemed to be a popular scene. A lot of people <laughs> love Tyrion dragging his seat around, um, positioning himself at the head of the table, very like "f you" to his dad kind of thing. Yeah, thought it was funny. I got a kick out of it. Uh, well, it was it was nice. You get two strong scenes in a row, and I was like, okay, I know this episode's going to be good. This is like <laughs> and, and Roz nowhere in sight. Yeah, nowhere in sight for a long time. So it was all. Good. And then we get the best view of Roz ever. So yeah. So also in this scene, we get. Um, um, we get the news that I'm not sure if it's been stated before, but Roose Bolton has control of Harrenhal now. Now that Rob's left, um, and uh, Littlefinger is going to be sent off to the Vale to marry or bring in Lysa Tully. Yeah. So everything is falling into place properly here. Like it's a yep. good uh, setup. Oh, and we get, of course, Tyrion being named Master of Coin. Varys' expressions while Littlefinger was explaining his wooing of, of Lysa. <laughs> that, that was just cold. Oh, I, I get uh, I was cracking up, too. His expressions were great. <laughs> yeah, it was a great episode for Littlefinger in general. Like, he was good Yeah, this episode. Um, and I like the whole Master of Coin thing. I mean, we'll get into it a bit later as well. But I like what they implied that it seemed like it's kind of like hot potato it's like here, t- they're giving it to Tyrion before the bubble's gonna burst, <laughs> and then he's gonna be a scapegoat for it now. So, oh man. <clears throat> so let's follow um, Tyrion here, and he continues on. Uh, we got a couple little Tyrion scenes. We get uh, Tyrion and Littlefinger again uh, with um, talking about whores, mm. and then Tyrion and Bronn talking about uh, the debt that Littlefinger has built up. I like that that uh, Littlefinger asks about like the whole assassination thing. Like he kind of indirectly says it. I like that because I've always thought that it was Littlefinger that ultimately did it. And I think this is like kind of a subtle nod, or at least if you follow that interpretation, it it's an alignment with it. I think they kind of. What are we? The assassination thing. Remind against, me here. Against like you know, Podrick saved uh, Tyrion, right? Yes. From, from uh, Sir Mandon Moore. And and even, I mean like in the in the books Tyrion thinks it's his sister who did it in the show. It's also implied that his sister did it. But like yes. the first thing that he says is like, "Ooh, you owe that guy a a little debt there." And he's kind of like a wink about like what happened. Gotcha. I, that's the way I read it, anyways. At least the, the writers are are aware that that's a theory. Not that they're saying that that's what happened, but they're mm. aware that's a theory. Mm. You said assassination. I, I, oh, go ahead, Ashley. No, I wasn't aware of that theory. So, that, so that was the, watching the show was the first time it got. I, I even was hinted at it. I was like, oh. Oh, you, you picked that up just from the show directly. Yeah. That, that was that's that's a really that's nicely done by the, the show writers there, right? A little subtle nod there. But the idea the idea is that Sir Mandon Moore, and it was also from the Vale or from at least like the Aran territories was under the pay of Littlefinger and sent by like Littlefinger to kill him. And even though it, the points toward it being Cersei, is ultimately Littlefinger who did it because he sees Tyrion as an enemy. Interesting. <clears throat> when you said assassination and stuff, I thought we were talking about the Valerian knife and Bran. I was like, what? That wasn't mentioned at all in this <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So then we get uh, Littlefinger talking, uh, wondering why uh, Cersei would go after a whore associated with Tyrion. And Tyrion did a, doing a little duck and cover, mm. avoiding any shade talk at all costs. Yeah. Um, and then we get, uh, and then um, <clears throat> we talk about the depths and uh, uh, the, the debts, D E B T S, of. Littlefinger. Apparently, the crown is millions in debt to Tywin and tens of million to the, I believe, first time mentioned Iron Bank of Bravos. Yeah. Yep. So that, that, I got a feeling that when they mentioned that, that uh, George told them he's like, "This Iron Bank's going to be pretty significant later <laughs> in the story. You might want to talk about." Well, this. I, I think they're listening to well, our podcast and what we've talked about. Uh... <laughs> I think if they've read the books, they already yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, like, the, they keep highlighting how Littlefinger's been writing paper money and has been like doing all the kind of fake stuff. It's and it, all all his life he was told Littlefinger could like just make up money, but it's actually just borrowing it. It's just showing Littlefinger has been setting it all up. Yeah. Like a bubble here. Mm. So I like that. Yeah. They, they talked about that. It is. Who's the Iron Bank guy that comes over and uh, dance? Well, there's two. There's the guy in the north, and then there's a guy in the capital. There's a guy in the capital, too? Jeez. Well, who, well that, that's in Feast when he's talking with Cersei, and she's like, blows him off, basically. I don't think they're the same guy, though. I think they're different uh, envoys. Tycho Brahe. Same guy. <laughs> is that his name? Tycho I think it's, Brahe? It's, 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 I think Tycho Brahe is like a Danish astronomer. I think it's Tycho Nestorius or something. Like that. <laughs> what am I thinking? What am I doing? That's what I thought, you, you said that before. I think that's why it's stuck in your head. You know some history, Kyle. There we go. <laughs> I think of that, and I think a tracheoarch belico, but that's uh, <laughs> that's the wrong thing. Um, Okay, so uh, so let's continue. Oh, oh, uh, the Tyrion Bronn scene. You know that's improv. Those guys love to improv each other. Where Bronn just the actor, he walks around the room and he picks up a random object and they'll just sort of like joke about it. That's what you saw in this scene. It was pretty cool. He just picked up that. He just uh, Bronn just picks up a random thing off the cabinet and shows it to Tyrion, and Tyrion just kind of goes, "Yeah, whatever. I don't know." It's like that's that's the two actors just kind of goofing on each other. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, just having some fun. Well, I mean, but anywho, you can see uh, that the, the two of them and and Podrick actually make a really good comedy trio. Like I really like yeah. their interactions this episode, and yeah. hope to see more. So speaking of, of Podrick and yeah. comedy, let's get into his storyline. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, Podrick so, got some whores from Tyrion, uh, gives him the money to pay for him. Then he comes back, and the whores didn't want the money because apparently he is a sex machine. Last episode, I was going to say every time we see frontal nudity on this show, Gendry has to take off his shirt. But the thing is, I don't know what to do now because it's everywhere in this episode. <laughs> like, there's got to be more than just the shirt. We're owed more than that. <laughs> anyway. Well, maybe he'll be in a, taking a bath in the river or something. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You got, you got we, we need a smelting scene. Oh, you got, yeah, you got Theon full back nudity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some Theon ass later on. Come on. He <laughs> saw Theon almost get pounded three into the dirt. Lovely ladies, and then look at Theon's ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. So, anywho, so Podrick, uh, so here's the big controversy about this scene. Yeah. Well, first of all, I fucking loved it. I was laughing my ass off this whole time. I thought it was a fun uh, little yeah. intermission from the seriousness. Um, but, uh,. Here's the the controversy about this scene is is Podrick really that good or did Tyrion pay the whores beforehand? Yeah, you know what? It, the thing is that I find hilarious about the scene is like everyone loves it, everyone thinks it's hilarious, and the problem is no one can believe it. Like there, I've heard of multiple theories about what's going on here when really it's just nope. In the show, they're just playing it up as he's that good. But because the show is a realistic type show, no one's believing it. Yeah. So we got like a million theories about this one throwaway scene. I think there's, <laughs> there's only two main theories that can, can work. One is you're right, Tyrion. If there was enough time for him to do it, I don't know if there was a gap between the scenes or not. But let's say he paid them ahead of time to, to just like he gave him all the money already and said, give this back. Just yeah. as part of a joke so they could troll him later because they're kind of like trying to get him for details. Gives Pot a confidence boost. Yeah, and, give, and they give him wine and they're trying to give, tell him. So that's kind of like a joke thing that he did. That makes sense if there's enough time. Or the second thing is just Littlefinger or whoever was trying to bribe, bribe Podrick, try to give him some money so he could have like an insider. Uh, Another theory is that uh, Tywin paid, has told the whores not to accept money from Tyrion. And another <laughs> one is that Podrick is gay. 
No, so, I, I've heard yes. Okay. If, if those are all things I've heard, I'm not saying I believe them, but the, the know, third one I don't even understand as, at all. Like uh, that seems a little lenient for Tywin. Like, oh, I guess this is I'll execute you if. Well, I guess Tywin there was there personally, and he was getting a mirror in his knot. And while he was doing it, he's like, "Don't accept gold from my son." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Yeah. We have we have the third episode in a row. Maybe yeah. it's going to happen every show this season. But we get our third reference to like a goofy reference oh, yeah. for the readers. Uh, the first what one. Uh, what did we have? We had um, the nose. Tyrion's nose. Yeah, we had Tyrion's nose. Then the second one we had. Why did Why did you choose those three to have Jake and kill? Um, and then in this episode we had the Miranese knot. You know what I love about the Miranese knot? That's not even book readers. That's fandom. Exactly. You have to be in the fandom to know that one. If you just read the books, you wouldn't get it. Exactly. And if you picked them up the books later, they probably wouldn't be relevant to you anymore. Like it was, you had to be waiting for for a while to kind of. <laughs> Yeah, look at the interview. That, doesn't care about it. Thanks for thanks for waiting six years, guys. Yeah. Um, so we have. Uh, so, so, Catherine... so that's why George wasn't writing the book because he was busy with the mirror and his not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what George was yeah. doing all those well, years. <laughs> just just in relation to that fourth theory, Podrick being gay. I actually thought that for a second in the sense that if if Podrick was gay, you know, you should you shouldn't be so uh, assumed, Tyrion. You should ask first. But in fact, that the whole scene with Roz was actually necessary because it showed that Podrick had an interest in women. Oh, very true. Very true. I wasn't thinking that. So they actually um, had a use for Roz there. Catherine on our Facebook group said that she is going to start calling him Tripod now. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Hashtag, hashtag Tripod. Hashtag Tripod. We did have hashtag Pod Job. Um, <laughs> so, Core, but Catherine, it, it is not how. It is not if you have a two-handed great sword that makes you a good knight. It is how you wield your sword. No offense, Kyle, but I think she knows more about it than you. <laughs> I think I just hope Tyrion was paying for the minute or something because if you, if you booked like two hours, I don't know. This, there you uh, go. <laughs> so anyway, so there's no – they're all theories right now. There's yeah. nothing to lead in one direction or the other. So anyway, so moving on, uh, let's see. We go to uh, Brienne and Jamie on horseback tied up. You will be raped. Don't resist. Jamie doing his little bit to help out Brienne here. Oh. So um, my favorite part of this scene was um, the Bolton men seeing the bear in the Maiden Fair, which I thought was much better than the version at the end. Um, apparently, uh, Gary Lightbody, I may have the wrong folks, I'm, I'm going by what I'm, I'm told here, but Gary Lightbody, who is uh, in Snow Patrol, is actually in a cameo in the Bolton group, and he's the one who's singing this song, at least when it's the solo part. Mm. So oh, for, you, for all you fans out there. What is Snow Patrol? Snow Patrol is a band. Okay. Very popular band. And I believe Gary Lightbody is the. These days. <laughs> I believe Gary Lightbody is the lead singer. I could be wrong in that, folks. But, uh, but yeah, he made a cameo and he's the one singing it in this. That's pretty cool. So if we want a full version of this, we got to tweet at this guy or Facebook him or email him. Okay. So uh, anything else about that scene? It was just cool that, that they had that banter between them and, and, and Brianna's like, oh, your name is kind of over overhyped thing oh, yeah but i guess yeah. that kind of matches what happened last week too right the fact that she beat the crap out of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah brianne is not impressed uh yeah and he was like oh no i was tied up i was this i was that um punk all right so i wonder when she's we... going to start to be attracted to him if they're going to do that when she's when he saves her from the bear pit mm. i think she already kind of is so Arya, Gendry, and Hot Pie um, are helping out, or at least Gendry and Hot Pie are helping out the Brotherhood Without Banners. Um, at the same inn that the Hound ran down Micah, the Butcher Boy, earlier in Season 1. So Arya's all up in arms. Why are you helping these people? Gendry just wants to do his part, help out. Hot Pie just wants to bake some wolf bread. <laughs> and uh, the Hound gets thrown in a little prison cart. And nobody is shirtless. <laughs> hot pie take off your shirt <laughs> ashley needs some loving good banter though i like their banter and stuff yeah, yeah. this is we we say goodbye to hot pie in this episode i liked it because you know it's kind of seemed throwaway in the book like she didn't even care oh mm. mm. hashtag hot pie was actually trending on twitter after this scene <laughs> um yeah, it was. I I was touched by this scene. I thought it was really sad, and I was sad to see him go. And she, and then she started eating that some weird looking bread. <laughs> okay, seriously, I could tell it was a wolf right away. 
<laughs> that was pretty pretty uh, good work by Hot Pie. That's pretty difficult to make yeah. that kind of thing, especially with medieval. It looks like one of our paint drawings. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got nothing else about this scene. It's good. Um, so then we move on to uh, Talisa and chatting with the Lannister kids. We're named wrong. What? <coughs> well, one of them's name, right? Like it's Martin and uh, and Willem Lannister in the show, and uh, one of those is right, right? Yeah, I wasn't too 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 concerned about it. I think like even they might have they might have referenced they might be a little bit different on the family tree, but it doesn't really matter. The point is that they're gonna they're there to die. Yeah. So yeah. those are those are apparently yeah. Kevin Lannister's grandchildren, according to what Rob said. I think. Kevin if I, I think he might be slightly off because I thought it was his son or something. Or well, it doesn't matter. Like it's just yeah. Yeah. Lannister. He looked at Tywin. Uh, he was telling Edmure earlier. He's like yeah. his brothers. Oh, so it's probably his other brother. Something's grandchildren. Oh, I got it all mixed up. Never mind. I, uh, I think one of Kevin's Kevin heirs, one of Kevin's heirs is killed there. Like cause he, he keeps losing heirs. Hmm. Um, but so I think the real significance of this scene is to uh, show that these children are innocent and they are soon going to be slaughtered by Rickard Karstark. And to actually, yeah. so when that moment happens, we've actually seen that these kids are just kids and they're yeah. just innocent and they believe these stories about how a man could turn into a wolf and they're just innocent bystanders of war and they're going to be um yeah they're going to be slain by an angry man my, so. my only thing was uh, what were these kids doing with the mountain yeah that, that, that's the other thing i mentioned yeah as well like they, they, oh god they're not the, they're not the <laughs> type of think of that. They, they're not the kind of band that you put these guys with because in the I other mean, like were they squires or something they were squires basically i guess there was a couple of lannister like guys in there or something or maybe they were the mountain squires Oh God! <laughs> he just left him behind. <laughs> yeah, interesting. That's something to think about. All right, so moving on from that, we get uh, we go north of the wall to John Mance and the others' crop circles. Um, so we've seen the others do artwork before in the snow. They made a they made some sort of the Venus design or something in season one, and first episode, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, very first. I'm not sure. Very opening scene. There we go. So um, so yeah, they're doing that, which is not in the books. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't know if that it is or not, but I don't have a, it's fine, right? It shows intelligence. Yeah, so. it's absolutely fine. So. So these others don't want zombie horses. They just want zombie crows. <laughs> um, and then continuing on in the scene, we get Mance uh, just casually ordering Tormund Giant's Bane to go climb the wall, um, as if it's nothing. And then they're gonna uh, they're gonna attack um, the Night's Watch. So. I kind of cracked up at that. Um, he's like, "Yo, Tormund, go climb the wall." <laughs> All right, boss, let's do it. Um, I thought it was pretty funny, but I also got a little confused because Mance Raider says uh, we don't know where uh, Mormont is, if he survived or if he's a white walker now or if he's a white now, excuse me. Um, But wherever he is, he's got a long way to go before he gets back to the wall, immediately followed by, hey, Torun, go climb the wall as if the wall was right next door. Um, yeah, but they're, they're more fresh. They probably have like fresh horses and stuff. And all the old horses there are dead. <laughs> it's just uh, <laughs> they're right there on the ground. So that kind of took me out of it for a minute. But that's yeah. just a little qualm. Well, I thought uh, Mance was was better in this episode, but we haven't seen enough of Tormund yet. We still haven't seen enough of him to properly judge uh, his character. Where are the dick jokes? Next episode or next time we see them, maybe he'll start doing them. <laughs> I know. Podrick's, <coughs> yeah. Podrick's got all the big penis jokes now. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, it worries me though. Like it seems like even last season, all of Jon Snow's bits have been—they lack the personal side. You don't see him bonding with anyone. Yeah, the, the people he that he's did. with. You mean like you're talking about? Yeah, like Corn Half like was Corrin watered Half-Hand down. And so if if Tormund's gonna get the same treatment, the wildlings. Yeah. Like not, not, it doesn't even need to be Tormund. It just needs to be the wildlings in general. He he hasn't connected to. So you, I I don't see where his sympathy for the people will come in later. Yeah, we need him bonding with uh, with Rattleshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I think when uh, when they go off to the wall, I think uh, Tormund and will be able to f- uh, show his per- his side a little bit more, and I think he'll be able to chat with John. Yeah, because uh, they'll be on their own, right? They'll just be that group. Well, it's them, and I think he said take a group of twenty or yeah. ten. Or... But those other guys are just going to be sitting there doing nothing. Like it's just going to be Tormund and John and, and Egret. And eventually, we're going to have Egret. Uh, I'm. Egret's probably going to go with them because that's when John and her are probably going to run off to the yeah. cave. 
And then he'll get a little more uh, knowledgeable about the others, <laughs> about the wildlings. Excuse yep. me. <laughs> on north of the wall with Sam and the Black Brothers arriving at Craster's, and eventually uh, a, a new boy being brought into the world by Gilly, Gilly's loins. Um, so yeah, this seemed everything seemed uh, cool in this one. Nothing yeah. big to talk about. Lots of build up. Lots of tension to, there. You can see the the building up to what's going to come, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was all built up. Caster was just a dick to everybody. <laughs> like, they're happy to, to be in there with the fire, but he's like insulting everybody. Yeah. Just like the book. So. Gillingsburg. All right. So, um, so moving on from that, we have uh, Theon uh, being freed, taken off the cross, led out by his, uh, his benefactor there, his mysterious benefactor, put on a horse and, and sent off. Mm. Um, and eventually, uh, the Bolton men catch up to him, and we have him hurt and almost raped and then saved all Legolas style. Yeah. So what do you guys think about Theon's story in this one? Go ahead. I had no problem with it. <laughs> I agree, Ashley. I agree. There's a lot of controversy about this one. A lot of people think that they're just making up the storyline, which <clears throat> that's the part that confuses me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, this... I'm loving it. Going to these other message boards <laughs> where people are just like, what? What's going on? Yeah. I don't understand. And I'm just sitting there with a grin on my face, being like, "Oh, you poor, yeah. poor children." You have that troll face grin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's confusing me that a lot of people, a lot of people who have read the books, seem yeah. to be like, "Well, they're just making all this up." And I, I'm like, I could have sworn that all this happened. Like, yeah, isn't this the backstory we passing. told? All these fake releases, fake times when yeah. Theon gets away only to be hunted down and the only thing different about this one is that Ram he doesn't know who Ramsay is yet yeah. but I yeah. feel like he will know and then uh, it, it all just kind of fits into place yeah it's just like it's a, it's a sick joke by Ramsay and it fits it fits what happened in the books in that sense and, and, and I, I kind of it's giving the TV show people the chance to get that surprise about Ramsay that the book people kind of had in the books, right? It's just a, it's a way of doing it, so that's good. The only question that I have is in relation to the trailer. Did you see the trailer uh, for next episode? No, I haven't. But do you want to? Can I? Do you mind if I mention it? Go ahead. Yeah, in the trailer, the two of them are kind of sneaking past this wall, and then and uh, and and you don't quite see who it is up there. It's like this tower, and there's guys up there, and then and Theon says, "Why are we hiding from from my sister's men?" And he's like, "Not all those men are your sisters. Now, are those actually Greyjoy people?" And if so, are they trying to like sneak somewhere and do something, or are they bolting people in disguise? And we'll see what happens when we get there. But that's going to be interesting. Yeah, um, it's a big bowl of confusion right now because yeah. I read somewhere I don't know if it was on our forums or somewhere else where someone thought that the men who uh, were about to rape Theon were wearing Greyjoy clothing. What? <laughs> um, I, yeah, yeah, this is true, and I don't know if I can agree with that. I mean, I didn't go back and look, but I feel like Theon would have been like, "Hey, you're wearing my clothes. Like, yeah. what's up?" Yeah. Um, I don't know if he would have been able to do that in the midst yeah. of all of it. But that being said, um, they they have access access to Greyjoy clothing, so they could have people wearing it and, and have that could be part of an elaborate game. Or is he true. trying to get some sort of like political advantage? For a second, I was like, "Is that Moat Kalen? They're trying to like sneak back Moat Kalen." I'm like, "No, it's not. It can't be Moat Kalen yet. That's way too early for that kind of thing." And what are they going to do exactly? So, but if it's actually Ironborn, why the hell is Ramsay risking to go that close to the Ironborn? Because like Theon falls down and vomits or something, then they or makes a noise and that's it. Like they'll get caught by Ironborn. No, no, so, it can't be Ironborn because he said ride east. If they're at uh, the yeah, Dreadfort, east be... is the opposite direction of where the Ironborn are. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a big bowl of confusion all around now, but I think we're all on the same page that this guy is Ramsey. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a pretty uh, pretty yeah. safe bet, especially since in IMDb, the actor is listed as Ramsey. Yeah. I'm sure someone just stuck that up there, though. <laughs> Well, I don't know. IMDb isn't much. No, I'm of pretty it. sure he was ca- he was cast as Ramsey earlier on. Like yeah. he was cast as Ramsey. The, the only person that that approaches a controversy and it's not quite it's not that it's just worth noting, anyways, is the fact that he's so freaking good with a bow. Like yes. anyone if, for anyone to be, let alone him. But that, my my way of understanding is just that, that he had other guys in the forest that were actually shooting <laughs> the rest of those, and he just left them behind, which would fit <laughs> it. Because otherwise, even if you're the best archer ever, you're still taking quite a bit of risk but, to do uh, it. And I don't even think he's the best archer. So yeah, I'm under the impression this. Point that he's still uh, the bastard of Bolton. He is not Ramsay. Sn- he is not. Excuse me. He's not Ramsay. Sn- he's whoa. He's Ramsay Snow. Yeah, he's he's Ramsay Snow. Yeah. He's not Ramsay Bolton yet. Yeah, he's not that yet. He hasn't been legitimized yet. Yeah. Um, which is which, which is uh, you know, when he kills the men, I think that that kind of explains why. Like, 
he can just so fucking kill all these guys. Line. Like he isn't he isn't the lord. Or, or well, if he like, was the lord, he could kill them as well. Like it's up to him. yeah, but he but he isn't yet. He's just some little uh, little punk, and they all hate yeah. him and they don't fear him because yeah. he doesn't have any real power yet. Yeah, because he hasn't been legitimized. Well, that being um, said, uh, Bruce mentions that I'll send my bastard up there, so he has command of troops. Like yes. I think I think that these guys aren't necessarily like the regular guardsmen, but they may in fact be some of his like boys. Like, is it the guys he hangs out with? And they're like, what the hell? Like, they got surprised by that. I don't know if they're just regular guards. Because- well, I wouldn't say they're his boys. I'd say they're guardsmen, and they're pissed off that they're getting killed by the person they're supposed to be. Well, they're, they're regular guardsmen and not his boys, or he has multiple, like, groups of guards. Yeah. Right? So- I think these are these are Roose Bolton's men. And mm. the bastard's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. You like my dad and not me, you sons of bitches. Like, just, like, <laughs> just pure hatred and pure evil from this guy. But uh, he was also shooting those arrows from horseback, my you. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but he shot all the arrows, and then when they show him arriving, he's he's demounting. Demounting? Yeah. Is that a word? He's getting yeah. off of his horse. Um, so it's Yeah, I just, I just imagine there being a couple of guys in there that are shooting arrows. That's what I think. <laughs> that, that fits it. So, so uh, It's all good. But then he says winter is coming. Yeah. <laughs> what is up with that? He's totally mind-fucking Theon. Yeah. He's just like, everything I, you I, care about, let me mention it yeah. so I can just screw well, you over. For a Bolton to say that, too, is kind of interesting. Like, it's, it's, a nice, it's an interesting thing. I feel like it's it's more of a northern thing. Like, it's not that uncommon a saying, and That's winter true. is yes, coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, anything else about this, guys? No, it's it good. We'll see what's going on. I feel like everyone's going to say, why didn't you talk about that more? Um, <laughs> such a controversial scene. So let's get to an even better scene, and by better I mean much worse, is Stannis and Melisandre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're with agreement with you on that one, yeah. <laughs> I, I think everyone, we admit our lacking of lemon cake was due to this scene. What is up with Stannis and smoking the horny weed? Like, what's yeah. going on? He, he was drinking shadow wine, and he wanted to give her a feathered hat, basically. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted to give her something. Jesus. <laughs> Um, and right, well, his that? men were right there. They're like watching. There's this one guy that was like watching the whole thing from the boat. Yeah, like, what? Like, <laughs> he's still got an actual marriage to try and you know pretend yeah. like it's working. Um, but yeah. is he that big of an egomaniac in the books? I know, you know, I'm not the biggest Stannis fan, but I felt like he was very much like, well, the throne is 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 supposed to be mine, so I'm going to fight for it. But he wasn't all like. Deserve the throne. The throne's mine. Like, <laughs> like Danny last season. <laughs> yeah, and in, and in, and in this in this one, he's like, they're all laughing at me. It's mine. I'm the king. Like I didn't get that impression of Stannis in the book. Yeah, the Joffrey, Joffrey vibe to, in that one too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was so yeah. whiny. Yeah, the lusty Baratheon gene kicking in. It was all kind of <laughs> out of and, and the fact he talked about Renly laughed at me and ha, Renly's dead. Like he was still regretting Renly's death later on too. So it yeah. didn't quite uh, – his character is way off here. Yeah, it was um, weird. And what's up with him? He wants another son. First of all, does, yeah. does he, he has he has a son in the show, right? Um, shadow baby. Well, he's the shadow son. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, uh, I remember um, – Apparently he's aware of was, that. Was our friend from Winter is Coming, Fabio? He was talking about that earlier. He was like, what's going to happen when he finds out about like the son? Well, apparently he doesn't care and he wants another one. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> like, yeah, so so yeah. he doesn't want an actual flesh and blood son. He, yeah. he wants a shadow baby son to yeah. raise and push on a swing. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get it either. So he knows directly what's going on directly. Everything. like He knows okay. it right, right there, apparently. Oh, my God. Please yeah. someone make fan art of Stannis pushing a shadow baby on a swing. <laughs> Or some other father Play, playing son. Playing baseball with the shadow son. Yeah, playing baseball. First, first bike ride the with the first shadow baby There's son. a new meme Please born. Someone. A new meme is born. Stannis and his shadow sons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So this scene was just fucking crazy. So, so we're – okay. Here's the other controversy about this scene. She's going off to get someone with King's blood. Is Gendry going to replace Edric Storm? Uh, no. This has me worried. <laughs> I'm going to say no. You don't I, think I, so? I, Who's she going after? I mean, well, they may actually bring an Edric Storm in. Like they'll just they'll find an Edric Storm from somewhere and bring him in. I feel like that's adding another actor and a whole bunch yeah. of storyline where they could just easily have uh, Melisandre and her and yeah. Stannis's men like kidnap Gendry somehow. Well, I, I think know, that I guess that would be interesting. I, I, I kind of resistant to it because it, it kind of ruins Gendry's storyline later on, unless he manages. What storyline? He hangs out with the Brotherhood, and you don't. Yeah, see but he him. kills fucking Biter. Like, he, okay, <laughs> okay. And then and again, then he ends up being there. We we don't have, haven't seen yeah. the conclusion, but she, yeah. he's with uh, Lady Stoneheart. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. but is she going to take a teleporter to like teleport, like little fingers teleporter to go get him? I know. I was wondering that too. I'm like, yeah. she's on the ocean. Gendry's yeah. like, uh, he's in the middle of Westeros. Yeah. I guess um, theoretically you could do it. You could get him. All this stuff could happen. He could escape and go back right where he was. But I just don't see the point of that of doing it like that. Well, I think uh, it's just to save another. Westeros another. is kind of a big place. It takes a long time to travel from one end to the other. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. I think she is going to get Gendry. Personally. Yeah. So moving on, we go to Daenerys and the Walk of Punishment, followed by her buying up all the Unsullied or promising to buy the Unsullied by trading one of her dragons. Yeah, I like that seller, that 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 seller guy, whatever the guy who's selling. Like he's funny. Crack, In a fake language too, he has to do all that in a fake language. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, I want to hang out with him at a party. <laughs> I don't know why they had that guy who was beside him, like the white British guy. Did they always throw in like a white British guy or whatever? Why did they need him there? And if they are, why didn't they put George there as a cameo? <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good cameo. Because you could sit down there and just like smile. <laughs> George is going to have a cameo this season, right? This season or next? I'm hoping it's I, this season. I, I think he's got one this season coming up. I don't know when. At the or Red where, Wedding? I, I gonna think get... that's the rumor. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be at the Red Wedding. That'll be awesome. Yeah. So, um, which side is he going to be on? We'll have to see. Please let him be wearing that hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Um, Rhaegar fought valiantly. Rhaegar fought nobly. Rhaegar died. Why did they leave out one line? <laughs> was it really that much screen time? <laughs> what was the other? What, what there was, there was the another other? line. They didn't want as the honorably one, but they didn't. He didn't want to say that because that's like the one that he like that, that was different from the other two, right? Like, mm-hmm. in terms of trying to convince her. I know in the books he says it, but I, I can understand why he didn't say it right there. Okay. Um, but here's the other thing, like, uh, and, uh, and this is just a minor point, but I'm just talking about Bar- Barristan, because Bar- Barristan would be against the, the slave soldiers, right? He talks about yes. how people would fight, like, for for believing in the guy and that sort of thing. Well, then, you know, sellswords aren't really that much better, Barristan. They're not fighting for belief. They're fighting for money. True. So, that's, what he should be saying is saying you have your help at home. We should go home and get, rally the people in Westeros. But that was just a minor uh, yeah, there. I really like the the bickering between um, Barristan and Jorah because I felt both of their arguments were valid, um, and I was really like, "Oh yeah, Barristan, okay." And then Jorah gave his, and he's like, "You know, the Unsullied won't rape anyone; they won't kill anybody." And I was like, "Yeah, Jorah, you're right." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm so conflicted. <laughs> Damn this writing! Why is it so yeah. good?" Um, yeah. Well, what he, what he could have said: the only difference between Unsullied and, and um, like you know, cell swords is Unsullied are really foreign. To come home with a slave army to Westeros when there's no slaves is a little bit different than to come with with cell swords, which is, are more usual. That, that's a, another point. So. Very true. But Danny knows that they will not come to Westeros as slaves. Yeah, so. that's true. Um, yeah. So uh, then we get some uh, big old harpy boobs. Sorry, that was just <laughs> me noticing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Carrying on, um, so she promises to give away uh, Drog- uh, Drogon. Yeah. Drogon, yes, uh, Drogon, the largest dragon, for eight thousand unsullied. Mm. I thought this scene was cool. It worked out well. It all went great. Uh, she's really stepping up. Like she's showing some backbone now, and she's yeah. fun to watch ex- instead of that whiny girl we had last season. Yeah, definitely oh. improvement here. So it's good. And that moment afterwards, when Jorah and, and Barristan come up, and they're like, what are you doing? And she goes, listen. She's like, I do what I want to do. And if you ever, ever question me in front of a stranger again, you'll find yourself with you know, different jobs or whatever. And I, was like, I thought that was so badass. I was like, whoa, Danny, yeah. Yeah, that needed to be said, right? You can't have them questioning her. Exactly. In public, they can do it privately. But uh, that was so badass. I loved it. I loved it. And she takes Miss Sandy, sexy Miss Sandy, and um, and they do some chatting. Yeah. And um, so here's a question I have for you guys. We know that Daenerys understands High Valyrian. We under- We know that she understands what Krasnus is saying. Um, yeah. Do you think the viewers realize this yet? No. Hmm. Okay, because this is a big thing I had. Uh, I got to, uh, I got to chat with some other people the other night about it, and um, some people say they already know. They already know, and it's not going to be a reveal. I feel like this is going to be a big moment uh, where she re- she takes the slaves and then she speaks to the unsullied and turns them against them. And I feel like it's going to be a big moment reveal. And I'm just, 
I just don't know. Uh, I, don't know. I think some people will definitely be shocked by the language thing. So yeah. all, all focus will be on the dragon, probably, right? So it'll be it'll be yeah, like a, exactly. there are a couple giveaways that she understands, like when the slave <coughs> talks to her, yeah. whispers to her. He he must be speaking High Valerian. She knows what he's saying. And then there's the whole Valor Margolis, but I feel like that's a common enough term yeah. where she can know what it means. But uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see whether or not the writers are writing it in as a surprise moment, or if we're supposed to know already as viewers. All right. Um, so moving on, we get. Oh, I just wanted to make a quick comment again on Melisandre. Like she has Stannis wrapped around her finger, and it's just kind of like your fires are low, my lord. It's like some sort of like impotent joke or something. Like it's just. Oh yeah, totally. Whenever he does something wrong, whenever he remember that time when your fires were lowered, my low, my lord. He's like, don't bring that up. You're not. It's just not a floppy fish. Oh. No, he. Uh, she should have used Stannis the, the shame is, maneuver on him, and then that would have worked. There we go. What is Stannis? Stannis is iron. Oh yeah, yeah, he's iron. So he'll he'll break before he bends. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he can't do the Miranese knot properly. So no. Who? The, hey, that girl who they talked about doing the Miranese knot. She's an actual contortionist, uh, a very famous one, and I can't remember her uh, Twitter handle at the now, but I bumped into it online, and that girl is bendy. I thought I thought you said you bumped into her like in, 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 in <laughs> I bumped Holly. into her repeatedly. Um, You're working on the mirror is not no. Okay. With, <laughs> <laughs> your fire so, your fires were burning low though that night, Kyle. Oh, my fire was burning nice and high. <laughs> you had um, it stoked. <laughs> oh my so God. let's continue on to our very last. I, I, I know, I know somewhere else your fires were burning low, Kyle, in another show. <laughs> burning high, I mean. <laughs> Oh, you guys! You guys! It's, this is all mean. Don't include me in this. No, you didn't. You didn't see he had a guest appearance somewhere. I don't even want to mention that or at the end. Yeah, well, I guess we're talking about it now. So I was fortunate enough. The guys over at AfterBuzz uh, dot com, uh, um, I got introduced to a gentleman there who hosts the Game of Thrones uh, recaps. And uh, they brought me in, and I got to chat with them right after the show on Sunday, and it's and it's online and stuff, and you can watch it. And um, yeah, uh, um, I got to chat with Dave and, and Kristen, and uh, it was a good discussion. It was a good discussion. But Amin thinks that uh, I should have got her number. <laughs> didn't get her number? <laughs> supposed to represent House Man, Woody. Well, I'm not saying I didn't get her number. Oh, okay. I was trying to be professional. Be, don't, yeah, gentlemen never tells. <laughs> exactly. All right. But it was good. It was a good good appearance. You represented us well. Yeah, it was so. very good. It was uh, spoiler free. It's so tough to do spoiler free stuff. <laughs> it is, yeah. Because sometimes you, <laughs> you did better than I did. <laughs> yeah, you, you you blocked that guy oh. from spoiling something or two. I remember he were like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, let me. Well, that was the whole thing I was asking about. Uh, do the viewers understand High Valerian? Uh, Dave, uh, the host of the show, he he said, uh, well, she understands them, right? And and in my head, I was like, no, that hasn't been revealed yet. Um, so I kind of sh- awkwardly shot him down, and I apologize, Dave, about that. But um, um, I just didn't know. I didn't know if it, it was known or not. And I feel like it's going to be a big reveal in the probably the next episode. Um, it's better so. safe than sorry on that kind of thing. Like you don't want to risk spoiling it. But I mean, you guys had a good chat. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was great. Discussion. Yeah. So hopefully, I get to chat with those guys again. It'll be fun. Yeah. But um. But anywho, so let's go on to the last scene, and I know okay. we broke this up. We talked about Jamie and Brienne before, but I wanted to save the, this big moment for our, the end of the show. So, um, so they are captured, and uh, Brienne's about to be. Brienne's going to get raped, and uh, Jamie does some sweet talking, and then uh, um, he loses himself. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, he loses his hand, which is a pivotal moment in the story arc of Jamie Lannister. So, yeah, what'd you guys think? I thought it was it was it was great. I mean, you can you can see why Locke did it. You can see how Jamie was he's kind of he was giving Jamie the rope to hang himself there, uh, and he just kept like looking kind of like he, he's annoyed by Jamie's attitude, and it's a pro, like it's the appropriate thing to do. The only, and I'm glad they did it. It was great. The only the only thing that you want to mention is doesn't Locke realize that he's going to be screwed now? Like that he cut this guy's arm. He's supposed to bring him back alive, and he cut his arm off. I don't know if Bolton's going to be happy about that uh, there. So I, I predict that Locke's going to be thrown in with a bear at some point. Um, we'll see. <laughs> well, at this point, the Boltons haven't revolted yet. No, nope, if they there haven't. is any planning on that part, certainly someone like Locke wouldn't be in on it 
I know, but uh, exactly. Rob wants Jamie back alive. He doesn't want Jamie back with his hand chopped off. That's well, he the, doesn't say that. I mean, that he's that's still alive. You're living without your. I hand. know, but it's it's pretty obvious that, that you don't chop. The, he, and he may be dead. You chop his arm off. You have no maester there. You think he could be die on the way back? He's pumping blood out of his hand. You don't have anybody there who can treat I, it. Well, I think he knows enough to shove Jamie's stump in the fire. It, 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 it could be that he just didn't think about it for that one second. He should have. It was a moment of like passion or something. Well, and he, yeah, I think it was passion, but I think yeah. it was thought out passion where. You have this Kingslayer. He's 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 killed men at your camp, at your your king's camp, um, and he's and he's run away, and and he's been or he's been freed, and he's been he's been just been terrible. And you and you finally reach up to him, and you're like, well, we need this guy alive, but he's a fucking asshole. So but let's thing is, let's hurt uh, him. At this point, do they really need him alive that much? I think he's. They're just more worried about them. The, the Lannisters getting him back. That's true. He's he's a dangerous piece to, on the board, and they don't want him on the board. I just think, I think that luck a, may be punished for this, and we'll see. Like the Bolton yeah. might punish him. I think it's very important that he remain alive because if yeah. he dies, like <coughs> Tywin's yeah. gonna go. Tywin, I mean, what are he's they gonna, gonna do? What the only thing they have is Sansa and those Bolton guys. Well, they, 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 they heard her. there's two there. Well, they, yeah, they don't know it. But if you're gonna be serving the Boltons, you learn to serve your lord. And if your lord tells you to bring Jamie alive, you're not gonna be messing with that kind of stuff and make your own decision. This is the Boltons we're talking about. They're gonna. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Boltons. Yeah. This is the kind of thing they do. I know, but like if Roose Bolton tells you to bring me back Jamie alive, it's kind of a risk to do this kind of thing. It doesn't matter. The guy made a mistake. People make yeah, mistakes. And, yeah. and he's going to pay Jamie for it. Jamie is a significant yeah. chess piece. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. want to just off him. You never know where the bargain's going to, yeah. what you're going to be able to bargain with him or whatnot. But, uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, Jamie seems- himself in the book even thinks about, like, I hope that Cersei doesn't cut off the, the Stark girl's arms in retaliation for this. Not that, 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 not that Locke is going to be thinking about this thing, because Locke's not the smart of the guys. That being said, he definitely put Jamie in his place, right? He just kind of... Yeah. Your, your daddy feel, ain't here now. <laughs> gonna... Something that I was surprised I didn't mention was uh, when Jamie was going on about, uh, you know, you don't want to fight for the losing side. I was surprised the guy didn't bring up the whole Kingslayer thing. So like, oh yeah, like you, Kingslayer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We get the whole Sapphire story, mm. uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And um, I was kind of believing it because this Locke character is new. Yes, he's taking place of Vargo Hoet, but he's, a, he's an original character. Yeah. And I don't know what exactly they're going to do with him. I feel like it's going to copy Vargo pretty well, but you never know. Yeah. And so when Jamie was doing his sweet talking, at first I was like, oh, I, I kind of thought that Locke was really, uh, really kind of believing <laughs> it a little bit. I was like, all right, all right. You know, but you had that, if you, when you're watching the rewatch, greatly acted by Locke, by the way, whoever that guy is. You can see it in his eyes kind of the sec- on the second watch that he's kind of like, oh, is that so? He's kind of leading him on, right? But you don't get it the first time because you don't know for sure. Mm. I thought it was very well acted uh, for both of them. So. Yeah, I thought the acting um, from uh, from Nikolai was was beautiful when he yeah. got his hand chopped off because it wasn't just an instant scream. Mm. It was the shock. He had that, he had that second yeah. or two of shock where he saw it and he's like, wait a minute, what just happened? And then he screamed, and I, I thought that was I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, that was so good. That's really cool. Um, I just want to say he's on the cover of Men's Health magazine this month, and we have those ones lining the counters at work. So every time I walk <laughs> down the aisle, I just see him. I'm just and I grin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Just one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, I mean, some people I don't, I don't know if it was TV viewers or seem seem to think that it was because he saved Brienne that the whole thing happened. But I think if he just shut his mouth after that thing happened, it wasn't going to go that far. It just he kept talking and talking. Yeah. That that caused the trouble. That's so one of his flaws. Yeah. He just keeps talking and talking. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so then after that scene we get and I just want to talk about this you know because a lot of people are talking about it is uh, mm. we go from that very dramatic moment to a rousing bar drunken bar themed <laughs> musical um, with the bear and the maiden fair uh, performed by ooh, gosh I can't remember the name off the top hold of my head steady. the hold the hold steady um. Were you guys? Uh, what do you guys think of his music choice? I thought I changed the channel by accident or something. Like, <laughs> I was like, "What's the, what is this thing?" But I thought it was fine. It was fine. Like it was, perhaps it's not what I would have chosen, but it wasn't something that bothered me. I think, and, and it, it matched people who were happy about what happened to Jamie. I guess because like people like Larry were happy, right? Like uh, they're like, "Ooh, oh, were they?" Oh, I'm not sure. I didn't yeah. see his review. Yeah. What do you think? 
I uh, I kind of loved it. Like I thought it was just such a. It just sort of it was so jarring that you're just like, what is happening right now? Like mm. <laughs> I had two like what is happening moments right in a row. I was like, he got his hand chopped off, and then all of a sudden I'm I'm you know <laughs> in Boston rocking out with some drunk friends. Like what was going on? <laughs> but um, yeah, I kind I kind of liked it. It was all just slap you in the face. Um, I liked it. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I thought it was obvious what they were doing there like there were some people who, who really disliked it but i thought it's like oh they, they you know they want to juxtapose what whatever that word is <laughs> juxtaposition it, yeah. <laughs> i thought it it worked in that sense but i i still prefer the other version of the bear and the maiden fair that's out there the irish pub version that's really good yeah, I prefer that. a lot of the fan ones. Like same thing for Reigns of Castamere. I prefer the one out yeah. there. But in terms of like, since it's the end of the show, it's like the least important uh, music. I think because what's in, during the show is important to me, and I'm happy with that. So. Mm. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, browsing the the forum, seeing if there's oh, anything yeah, else. Oh yeah, the little Twitter thing, right? We got to talk about the who, like the different tweets. Yeah, we actually uh, we didn't get too many this week. Um, but uh, people like the Marinies not Padrick's a pimp. Um, oh, uh, we get uh, we forgot to mention that uh, one of the Bolton men says "you little bastard" mm. in his scene. No, oh, I think we mentioned it. Oh, did we? Yeah, I think we did. Or I mean, like that's that makes sense, right? Yeah, that's kind of a actually that pretty much confirms yeah. that it's uh, well, <laughs> not that you need confirmation, but I think yeah. it confirms for the book readers who it is. Here you go, uh, at shop or choppy four um says i thought the edmure portrayal was perfect but no mention of his floppy fish yet (laughs) (laughs) it's coming Um, i'm sure it's coming (laughs) dan dan frosty hopes there are leeches hopefully Mm. Um, oh yeah it'd be nice to have some leeches at some point i guess now he's in iron hall he can set it up there you go (laughs) Uh, Maddie at Maddie Dale says, "I'm going to miss you, Hot Pie. I wish somebody would make me Bread Wolf, <laughs> Hot Pie for president." Um, people seem to have a gripe with uh, uh, the Brand and Rick and might be alive. Yeah, I do. Yeah, well, I guess yeah, because since Rob knows about that, is hoping so that's gonna be weird with the will if they even do the will. Mm. At uh, Phoebe Phoebe's Phoebe's ma says, uh, I wonder how the new pod change will change the Brienne pod storyline. Yeah. I don't feel like it really will, right? Just because he's good at sex doesn't mean he'll be any less socially awkward. Oh, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Hmm. I've forgotten about that. That's, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be cool. Yeah, I think he's still <laughs> going to be awkward and shy around her with, yes, yeah. my lady, sir. She's not going to be the usual lady he's used to, he's used to anyways, <laughs> right? So mm, it's going to be... Uh... So at Dave Gobi says, uh, I think Jamie should get a chainsaw. Then he can kiss his sister and say, hail to the king's player, baby. He's need a shotgun as well, then. <laughs> I think that's a good one. Um, yeah, so, just seeing, uh, at Austin Daniel, just seeing the episode as in UK, the final scene was superb. You knew what was coming, but so good. Then the music. Why, oh, why? There were people that didn't like it for sure. Like it was a split yeah. uh, community on that. Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't get too many Twitter comments, it's, but uh, we love reading them, guys. So yeah. after you watch the episode, please send us in uh, what you thought about it. So. I like reading the uh, Winter is Coming roundup to get the new listeners' perspective. The tweets, mm. like all the people being like, "Oh my god!" after Jamie's hand got cut off. I like that. <laughs> nice. There's just so many like crazy moments this season coming up that it's just going to be. We knew it, right? The source material was really good for this season, and it's in the starting to show. Mm. So, oh, we did get a lot of, um, I think mostly on our Facebook, we got a lot of people saying that Pod is of House Man Woody now. <laughs> <laughs> he can be our new spokesman. He can be the new face of House Man Woody. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not a knight yet, so he can squire for us. Oh, true. <laughs> Pod should be adopted. Uh, J- Joe Joe Lot says Pod should be adopted by House Manwoody guys. He does you proud. Um, oh, and this was uh, uh, I can't if it was Weiss or Benioff's first time directing mm. was this episode. I thought it was a very good job. Yeah, good, good. Uh... Well, everyone loves it. Mm. All right, I think that's all we have to say. We can wrap up, eh? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so, yeah. So, thank you guys so much for listening to our episode three Walk of Punishment review. Uh, make sure you tune in next week for our episode four um, episode episode four episode (laughs) i don't know what it's titled but uh uh, make sure you keep uh posting on facebook and sending us tweets and checking the forums and everything we love hearing what you guys have to think about the show and about the books uh so keep up doing that and uh yeah thanks a lot guys oh and also uh feel free to subscribe to our youtube channel because we've been a bit more active on that lately doing news and doing recaps and things so uh that's at A-P-O-I-A-F on Twitter. So check that out and subscribe. Cool. See awesome. you next time. Later, guys. Bye. we ready i got my recorder going yep all right let's do this let's get ashley to bed uh, uh, yeah you guys i was asleep already i just <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go